house, they got them, and from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. It's two o'clock. When you hear the trippy music, you know that it's time on Mutiny Radio for... There are some who call me Tim. Anyways, uh, usually I try to plan it around this one. In the music, there it is. There's some who call me Tim. Here on Mutiny Radio, where we talk about what people believe in. Gods, God, religion, not religion, spirituality... Drugs, I don't know, whatever everybody believes in. Today, we have a returning guest, Dee Dee. So excited that you came back to be with us on Tim again. Second I time. I am so excited to be here with you. Because it's just a continuation of our ongoing conversation about the wacky weird world of spiritual beliefs. Absolutely. Uh, get your mouth a little closer to that microphone so we can hear mouth all of your... close to there mic. There we yes. go. There is it better? is. That is great. Oh, good. So you're heading back to Arizona to do more, have more spirituality in the desert, closer... And you're clo- it's higher altitude, so do you think if you're closer to the sun that you somehow get the different energy I from it? I definitely think the high desert and the Prescott, Sedona, Flagstaff area is really unusual. And there's a native population that's lived there for thousands of years. And there's just like an interesting mix of woo-woo people to where it's normal. I mean, San Francisco's got a different kind of woo-woo people. But in Arizona, especially the Sedona area, they take this shit seriously. Sweat lodges, that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you done a sweat lodge? Yes, I have. Not my favorite way to get into an altered state. But I've done it just to check that box. I watched recently on the Netflix a documentary about a guy who was leading a spiritual practice, kind of, not a spiritual practice, but more like a like a Tony Robbins-esque sort of changing your life kind of retreat yeah. in um, the high desert. Yeah. And he did a sweat lodge and three people died. And he actually had to go to jail for a while because he was pushing them and saying, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever done. You're going to feel like you can't breathe. You're going to feel this way, but you're going to push through it. And you're going to get to the other side and it's going to be amazing. And, and he so, was the gatekeeper, right? He He's the, the one gatekeeper. at the door that won't let people out. No, right. wait 10 more minutes. Right, exactly. And he, he said that, and the people in there talked about it, that it was dark and it was, they were so close to one another and it was. That's a sweat lodge. That's a sweat lodge. Yeah, the sweat lodge experience is to like surrender yourself for whatever period of time the gatekeeper is going to keep you in there. But it's intense heat, darkness, singing and chanting. These are all different ways to get into altered state. So they do it through like extreme body stuff. But the heat, that's what I didn't like about it. I don't like being shoved in with a bunch of people that I really didn't know. And I couldn't leave when I wanted to. That was the scary part. So the leader has to be really... On top of every single person he's in responsible for. Yeah, absolutely. Which clearly he Well, he did was a responsible boo-boo. because he went, Look at this! Yay! Everybody, Mike Evans Jr. Sorry. just gave me. He just graduated from San Francisco State University. Yay. You can listen to his show every Sunday. It's called Old Soul Radio from ten to midnight. Go download it. Great music. Congratulations. That is so awesome. <laughs> and uh, we'll put it up here. I should I feel like I'll I'll give you I don't have any um, 
treats on me otherwise, but next time I'll, I'll give you I'll give you some presents because you graduated. Yay! All right, have a great day. You, you know, another way to go into an altered state yeah. is to do the float tank thing. Sensory <gasps> deprivation. I've seen this um, recently on the commercials on the TVs for Kaiser Permanente because they have Stephen Curry getting into a deprivation tank and then he's like feeling the balls all around him. And yeah. um, it's this really positive like saying, oh, we do sensory deprivation tanks at, at you know, know here's, the, here's really? the deal with sensory deprivation, sweat lodge, any of that stuff. You're, you're withdrawing your senses from your five, your five physical senses. So sensory sure. deprivation, right? Yeah. You can't see. You're floating. You don't have a sense of your body. You're hearing. You got earplugs, and you know, you're all your exterior senses are shut off. Yeah. And so your your five uh, psychic senses, just your imag. In other words, your imagination, which is not just your imagination, starts unfolding and whatever's going on in your mind will just create itself wow. while you're having that experience but the float tank thing i don't like it because they use this salt oh. that stings my eyes number okay. one sure number two the temperature of the water is great i don't even feel my body but right. the air is so hot i can't stand to breathe it oh. and so i did not have a sensory deprivation experience i had annoying sensations that kept me from having the experience interesting so i'm not fond of sweat lodges and i'm not fond of sensory a float tank and what is but other people like it what is supposed to it's supposed to be this just very mentally and emotionally freeing yeah well you you sensation. relax your body uh-huh. and then you relax your emotions meaning whatever thoughts come up you don't let yourself get caught up in the story uh-huh. so it's just about complete physical relaxation mental relaxation and emotional relaxation and then you're like chilled out bliss state but that's the doorway to the super consciousness your your genius your higher self your creative muse so that lots of people do that to touch into that part of themselves for whatever reason so i teach psychic development i don't give a rat's ass what you do with the skills but i want people to know how to access that right their intuition i don't think i could do sensory deprivation tank because i have kind of claustrophobia issues right and so if you put me like in a little coffin of water it's probably going to freak me out and sweat you know? lodge i don't would not no i'm not i don't think that that would be just the darkness like yeah i love saunas though like i mean i love uh, my one of my favorite things to do my my buddy is um, a dermatologist and once a year they go on these like doctor retreats and I sometimes get to be her plus one and uh, a couple times I've had the opportunity to be in like spa situations where you know you get to use their stuff all day yeah. or whatever and uh I just love it like calming rooms with like you know a fireplace that smells nice and mm-hmm. tea while you're waiting for yeah. you know like or after you've been in the sauna for an hour and like going yeah. back and forth between pools of water and that's like that's my whole jam because yeah. I can't I mean I can't I don't get the opportunity to do that kind of stuff I want to go to the kabuki spot at some point though you know what's even better that. than that is banya I mean kabuki's great oh that's banya, the Russian right down there by um, Hunter's Point they, they hit you with they hit oh, you with the birch yeah. oh yeah that's six floors of Russian style wow hot tub fun uh, mixed genders uh, right. nakedness yeah they have a coffee uh, like a snack bar with beer and wine and I mean it's a rooftop you can be naked in the when are we San going Francisco. when are we going I oh, well, uh, let me know we'll yeah, talk afterwards exactly make a date. yeah it's uh, really cool Dimitri and under tried to get me to go with them once and I probably should have gone and no I just Kabuki's didn't. great but I highly recommend Banya because Banya. it's like the Russian yeah 
way. Oh my God. They hit so you with hot. the birch. Yeah. Yeah. They hit, they give you know, the leaf things and, yeah. psh, 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 and they get you super overheated. Yeah. And then cool you down and then super overheat you. And I mean, it's this whole dance, but you got to trust the guy who's doing it to right. you. Yeah, well, and then it's, it de- detoxifies, right? So mm-hmm. it like, cause yeah, extreme heat. Yeah. Dude, in and out and in and out. And yeah. Then yeah. Get, but you got to be careful of your heart, you know, right, cause all right. the heat. Right. Not, gotta be healthy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, isn't that how uh, Amy Winehouse died? Her heart gave out. It was an alcohol thing and her heart. Oh, oh I would depressed. imagine. Yeah, there's lots of things that will mess your heart up. And when you're in your 20s, it usually should last you a few more decades. Right. But live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse. Do you believe in the afterlife? Do you? What do you think happens after this? Is there, I mean, because especially if you're bringing yourself emotionally and spiritually to other realms and you're bringing exactly, other people that don't there. involve the body no i right. think our consciousness survives after death wow cool uh but again the jury's out for me it's like when i do like uh, medium i did like mediumship circle last night sure so sometimes we get messages for the other person but is it from an, a disincarnate being, or is, am huh. I like picking up on what they're thinking about? You Interesting. Know? I, that, the jury's out for me on that one. Sure. It's like, I can't say for sure that there's anything outside of me, but boy, there's a lot to me, us, all of us. Sure. But yeah, if we, when we go to sleep at night, we're not occupying this body, so who's right. to say there's not many realms? But then humans want to describe the indescribable right so there's the seven heavens or the the 33 ethers you know depend it's just sure and my way is the only way to believe you know no 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 no. whatever gets you in that state of bliss right that's works for you but don't tell someone else that they so are you reviving or making known the dream world to people when yes. you so Lucid you're dreaming so you're at so when you help them access with your being a medium or when you're emotionally or spiritually helping them access something is it that you're trying to physically inhabit the dream state while you're awake is it bringing to light the dream you like astrally inhabit the dream state okay so it's sleep with a trace of awareness so there's, the, there's like shortcut to get into lucid dreaming, which is to lay down and just act like you're sleeping, including sleep breathing. Huh. And you start pretending you're sleep breathing. The next thing you know, you're sleep breathing, but you're still aware. Right. And that's the state that you can play around with. You can have your creative muse. Like I've said this before, uh, uh, Mozart created symphonies while dozing in the back of a cart in the back of a a carriage sure it's a dozy state you know so whatever it takes to get there huh you already know it you just don't know that that's what you're trying to do you always think it's something other than you does it ever get scary though because i mean a lot of people have nightmares yeah and if you access that state lucidly yeah. Do you do some people experience like some painful? But does that maybe yeah, help that, them if you were ex- so? So when you were talking about that uh, going to the spa and it smells really good and it feels really good and the water temperature is just right. So anytime you do this work with people, and that's why you don't just do this stuff on your own with no coach or guide, or you create a happy place. Right. Create a happy place in your mind, and when you start to have your experience, if you find yourself having a negative, a bad trip. Uh huh. You go to your happy place and chill out for a minute. Ah, oh, the pretty tree. Oh, the water feels so good. Ah, uh, okay, I'm mellow again. 
what was that nightmare about? Ah. Also, the thing with nightmares and lucid dreaming, when you catch yourself freaking out while you're asleep, sure, you train yourself to do this. You're like, I'm freaking out. I don't like feeling like this. Oh, wait a minute, I'm in a dream. And then you change the end of the dream. Oh. I mean, this this is actually pretty easy to do once you understand how it works. Sure. But you train yourself when you're awake to notice, am I awake or am I asleep? Okay, I'm awake. Right. And you kind of train yourself to do that during the day, and then it'll carry over into your sleep. Oh. And then when you're in a dream, you're like, am I awake or am I asleep? Oh, I'm asleep. I'm asleep. Game on, dude. Wow. But people use this as a creative workshop sure. for ideas. Right. I think we've talked about yeah, this yeah. before. But that's what you do with it. But yeah, people have nightmares. That's like either there's a message coming through, some, some other entity, if you believe that. But a lot of times it's just different aspects of ourselves trying to communicate something to the the conscious mind right. that get quite get through you know yeah, yeah. And just actively well and and that's a question do do we even do that do we feel actively in charge of our own bodies and space all the time not you I trained mean, yourself to do that that's what we do in mediumship sure in, uh, in psychic development it's uh creating cues like mm. i know to come here for some call me tim on <laughs> Uh, this Wednesday because it's at two o'clock, so I'm cueing myself. I'm already planning to have this right. this experience. The same thing goes with um, either doing mediumship, like you, you go into a certain state of mind and you invite the spirits or your subconscious into your waking consciousness. Sure. I mean, there are people who have that happen to them without controlling it, and it's called psychosis. Oh. Because you know you gotta like. You got to be able to go on both sides, you know, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Right. Oh, and, and we train ourselves to learn how to do that. Wow. You know, like psychic readers, like uh, what are you know, Dion Warwick and the right, psychic, right, 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 right. You know, the psychic network. I mean, it's it's a skill set. Like, well, it's, paying attention to your intuition. I think that a lot of that has to do with reading people, or sure it does. It, it has to do with like getting. Uh, not that you brought your tarot cards today, and and I I've read tarot cards in the past as well and I own them and enjoyed them and or they've been a gift to me and I've been able to be their steward for a certain amount of time until they've gone out of my yeah until they were stolen out of my backpack but um <laughs> stolen. well okay. someone stole my entire backpack so they were Darn in there them. so it was a, it was a bummer I really loved those cards but it's like a tool like any other there, for it's introspection all a tool. yeah it's a tool for introspection right. yeah and so but when people I would do I used to my first formative years here in the city, I used to go to parties and I was dance, dance, dance and, you know, fun, 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 drugs, drugs, drugs. And I'd end up sort of being in a back room on drugs and I'd just read everyone's tarot cards for hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And people would be like really amazed. But Read I was just them, kind of like yeah. keyed in and keyed into yep. them and I can kind of look at them. and Rapport. Rapport, it, yeah. Yeah. We're like social creatures, you know. We, right. we, we need each other. We're wired to communicate with each other and un spoken nonverbal level mm -hmm. we just don't use it sure We're trained not to listen to it right oh i don't yeah yeah a voice in your head you know but i last night last night i went to a workshop for an hour and a half we practiced listening to the voices in our heads that's great and and giving messages or or talking for five minutes on some word that was pulled out of a oh i love that a stuff basket but it's all kind of the same thing like to get uh, to develop your mediumistic skills or your psychic abilities, your intuition, you can pick two tarot cards. Sure. And 
tell a story based on the two tarot cards. You don't even know, have to know how to read tarot cards. They're rich in symbolism. Sure. Pe- the subconscious mind speaks symbols. in symbols. Sure. So when you look at these pictures and you see the symbols, the symbols are going to remind you of something. And if you suspend your critical mind and just let yourself go, you can tell some amazing stories. Yeah, yeah. And if you get in the flow and you're thinking about the person you're telling the story to, you might start picking up bits and pieces of what's going on in their mind. Sure. Or as some people believe, the spirits that are around them. I just don't do the spirits thing. Like right. mediums go, um, there's a gentleman coming in on your left side. He's got a beard and a hat, and he's he's putting his hand on his heart. Like maybe he died of something that had to do with his heart, and he's it's got a grandfatherly grandfatherly vibration. Um, it can, do you recognize this individual? It's like I don't do that shit. Right, right, right. But some people are really into it. The sure. people that are really into that are the ones. I mean, from my personal observation, are the ones who have loved ones that they've lost, ah. and they are just in such a state of longing and loneliness for that person that they're kind of gullible sure. or, or or they're just really open to that type of suggestion. The seance is in the 20s. It was really, really big. They have them now. It was still. really, really big. That's the spiritualist the, stuff. Right, the spiritualist I'm, stuff in the 20s. I'm almost done with my minister training. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so that's, it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 spiritual healing and mediumship are all aspects of the divine, you know. Right. We can all do it. Sure. Yeah. It's psychic development. But yeah, but not every... And that's so funny. People don't necessarily believe... And it's hard because here we are as humans. There has to be... like. Just being inside your own body and the and the vastness of it and the and the magic that exists in your own sort oh, of self and being. Yeah. Like when you realize that other people have that same capacity and when people are actively trying to seek that capacity or find out what that capacity is yeah. and work with it as opposed to I feel like it's the opposite of what America is. It's like shut it down, Abs- close it down. Exactly. Exactly. Turn and- it off. Drink to escape. Don't don't imbibe to expand imbibe to escape oh my god the, the whole like nix nine on psychedelics and mind expanding drugs oh my god so i'm involved with this group of people that are using plant medicine mm-hmm. uh, ayahuasca, ayahuasca and yeah. san pedro sure but you don't just do it and get high and let whatever happen you you do a lot of talk therapy you do a lot of trance there's intention you do a lot of work before you do the medicine they call sure, it sure and you set up a ceremony and you set up intention and you can really learn a lot about yourself. You don't want to do it with um, some drama that you haven't worked out because right. you'll spend your whole trip in the drama, which turns into the bad trip. Right. But it's a part of our practice. It's something that's been going on since the 40s, 50s, when they discovered LSD and all of that. Yeah. And that practice went underground when it became illegal. There's still PhD doctors, psychiatrists, all kinds of therapists that are prescribing these things for their patients. Right risking their their license because sure. they believe in it so strongly well and mdma and most of these people live in the freaking bay area uh, yeah you can go talk to them that's amazing it is amazing we're really in san francisco we're san the, francisco the well in, in uh it was actually in texas where they started using mdma in the late 70s in their counseling practices and yeah. saying that in a four hour four to six hour trip with mdma you could accomplish more than four for years yeah of talk of, therapy of, of couples talk there yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can solve interpersonal issues yes in yeah. tiny amounts of time absolutely because you open yourself up yes. to the communication yes and to one another, and you realize like 
oh, I've been fighting with my partner because yeah. of this one that like you can discover those things like the kernels that you're holding on to that you turn into a pearl of resentment right that's right because like you shine that a, puppy right yeah, and it yeah. stays with you but then a lot of people don't even recognize like when they're having that's the whole part of, of having a in quotation marks spiritual practice it's just knowing yourself so you can be happier right it's all right. about being happy it's you know it's Do not th- about trying to prove something to some god guy up on a cloud somewhere so he can judge you do you think people want to be sad though i don't i I don't necessarily think that people are striving for happy happy. i've had that said to me by the younger generation that's the cutter type remember the emo remember the early thousands it was called emo and they all had dark glasses and they were very sad yeah yeah. oh my life is so Un, but disappointing. Well, so it's not fulfilling. my observation with that, talking about peers, right, and, and social groups and circles, yeah. it's like if you feel that way and you get validation from 10 other people that that's the way to feel, uh, then that becomes the norm. Ooh. And you don't realize that there's other ways to be that could possibly bring a little more joy and uh, and sense and, and um, functionality to your life. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Functionality. Ugh. Yeah, I can't function because I'm having all this drama. So that's making more drama because you can't hold a job. You can't stay. You don't have a place to stay. And now all your friends are pissed off at you because you're asking for stuff all the time. Well, and it's... That's oversimplified. Right, but it's... And and that comes back down to responsibility. But then it's... We shield ourselves from our personal responsibility by negating it, putting it on other people. Sure. By saying, oh, that wasn't me. That's them. Or just not taking personal responsibility. Yeah. Um, That's all the stuff. It's all the stuff. It's all the stuff. And to learn to take more personal responsibility is why we go into altered states. Right. That's why we use mind-altering drugs or extreme things to our body like BDSM, right? Sure, sure. A good flogging. If a person responds to that intense sensation and the rhythm of the flogging, They'll go into an altered state. They'll leave their body. Oh yeah. my goodness, it's amazing. A bondage, you know, being immobilized, that just releases a hormonal, you know, a cocktail into your blood system. Huh. And you get euphoric. You get but high it, off of it. But is it because you feel trapped and scared and therefore the euphoria comes? Or no, it's you an surrender. acceptance? Oh. You surrender. You kind of like lose sensation of your body there's so much jesus you stuff relax. in that too there's so <laughs> no really right because the jesus stuff they say you're supposed to surrender that that because it's all based on faith and, and that you can't prove it or disprove it but it is a faith thing and it becomes a surrender and that's they, they use that that yeah. terminology with jesus and with god and stuff well, and they say we have to surrender your life to the savior a sort of a blissful state because you're not reacting right suddenly you're just relaxing into the the trust that that whatever right. deity will take care of you. Yeah, Jesus says surrender, surrender, and give your, give yourself to Jesus. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I'd rather give myself to Mutiny Radio. On a, <laughs> a, some call me Tim show. You know, it's, it's well, like I was telling you about learning how to do the rosary. I'm not Catholic, yeah. but I inherited a, a prayer card and a rosary and. And I, I, I believe I've performed miracles with it on behalf of my friend whose mother it belonged to. Right, right, right. Uh, I, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, there, no, but it's I, like it's whatever, a ritual. But whatever it's just... it takes to focus your mind to the exclusion of all else, 
and get into a blissful state. There's so many ways to do it. Right. Counting on Jesus, counting on that rosary. So the rosary is like, oh, the 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 passion, the mysteries. Sure. The 20 mysteries, right? There's these 20 ways of feeling that have are associated with Mary and Jesus, you Ooh. know. You could do it with anything. Sure, but I'm sure, like, sure. I'm looking at the the rosary from a, a lay person, somebody who doesn't not Catholic. I'm like, oh, that's just learning how to turn on an emotion and turn it off. Oh. Experience, see what you can learn about it, like uh, Stations of the Cross. A Pontius Pilate sure. condemned Jesus unto death, even though he knew he wasn't guilty. Right. And then the priest, I was down in uh, Ventura for, for Good Friday, and the priest says, now who of you here has not been the stepping up when something was wrong. You just turned your back on it and let it happen. Right. How did that make you feel? That's not a very nice thing to do to your fellow man. Huh. You're just using all these things as a parable. Sure. And that's what I found the mer- the mysteries to be. But they're understanding an emotional state, like guilt. Ooh, oh, God. I, shame. I, Ooh, I, or, I feel so much guilt and so much shame, and I try not to. And when it happens lately, I because I, I feel, I don't, I don't actively like, I try to negate regret, so I try not to actively feel it, but every once in a while I just feel like I am the worst person. And I keep thinking, like, why do I think what? Well, that is the right, the next question is, so why Why do do I I feel that way? The next question is, get quiet and think, when is the first time I ever felt that way? And that's where the trance work comes. You go, the first time you ever felt that way, and if you're in a relaxed state of mind, you'll go right back to the very first time that you felt that guilt or that shame. Right. And that's when you learn why you do what you do. Right. Well, it's it's always this feeling that I'm I'm never going to be good enough. Like my that my efforts are never good enough. Like it never. I don't feeling success for me is difficult because I don't really know what success is or what I valued as successful when other people don't value that success then I negate the success that I originally right, believed right, right, right. for myself because so, it's not being externally recognized but yeah. that's an American thing I think that we need this external uh, validation constantly yeah, an American thing of shame and guilt is kind of an American thing too I, I tell people that the Dalai Lama one time advised this old monk um, not to do certain strenuous exercises because he was too old. Right. So this monk committed suicide because <gasps> they believe in reincarnation. So the monk uh, committed suicide happily because he's like, well, I'll just get a new body. Wow. And so the Dalai Lama's like, do I feel remorse for telling this monk something that caused him to kill himself? Yes. But guilt and shame, it's foreign. It's foreign. Huh. That whole idea that you you should suffer in guilt and shame. That's that whole Jesus died for your sins right, thing. Right, to negate Vicarious the guilt and shame. Vicarious atonement, you Right, know? right. You can't, you're not responsible for your own actions, really? I, that's you're the born one thing. with an original sin where you, you're you fucked up no matter no what. Ma- yeah, no matter what. That's you're mind be, control of the masses, That's dude. That's the whole reason that I kind of left the church was that <laughs> no matter what, I was never in control. No matter any yeah. choices I made, that the Lord Jesus Christ and Savior yeah. and God knew about those before, before I even made the mistakes, he knew. <laughs> so you have no, and it's so funny because it negates what they're talking about. With original sin, we supposedly got free choice and free will is what kicked us out of Eden. And therefore we're constantly atoning for this free will that woman thrust upon man. Right, right. But then, don't get into that one. Right, I know. It's just awful. But it is mind control. and It is. And it's, 
but it, that's the thing is it's and it's mind control but then saying that you have no control that everything that you've thought has already been thought for you and, and don't question authority right right and don't question authority except that they're dealing all language is all language is um, malleable in its interpretation yeah. so we're working off a text that's been translated umpteen times oh through different goodness, and, right. but then what is the truth I and, only listen to the King James vibe right you know excuse me that's like not even yeah don't right don't so don't it's so hard because I, I don't understand how we what or I don't understand why we as a large group and I guess I'm just saying like Americans why we've chosen the religious choices that we have. And there's so many people following this though. Well, you know, I'm doing the like comparative religion part of my seminary program for a spiritualist minister. Yeah. It's talking about uh, the Babylonians and the Egyptians and then the Greeks. And, and right about the time the Egyptians and the Greeks were cross pollinating and Jesus was in the, in the Judea or whatever, um, Jerusalem area over there. So his word was great, but people decided that the word could only come from Jesus. Jesus never said that. Right. And at the same time, they've got the Gnostic Christians, sure. which just went for a general knowing when you get into your intuitive state, you can hear God yourself. You don't need a go-between. Sure. So there was this time when it was Jesus, the early Christians and all of that. Jesus became a figurehead. The Gnostics uh, just continued with the body of knowledge. Right. They acknowledged Jesus, but this whole like Jesus died for your sins and he's your savior. That's a very like Christian thing that way where the Gnostics uh, just uh, maintain this body of information that has come through today uh, through the uh, the Knights Templar, the Rosicrucians, sure. the Jesuits, the Freemasons, you know, it's this body of knowledge that we can access directly by yeah. becoming initiated. But with the Jesus thing, nope. Only well, Jesus, and and it's uh, uh, what they call it. necromancy was punishable by death. Oof. Talking to spirits in Mosaic law punishable by death. So there, you know, right. Anytime you try and talk to God yourself, you're gonna die, and then wow. the state's gonna get your property. Wow. Hey. Yeah. Well, that was the witchcraft. That's how they they seized when a oh, woman's yeah. when a woman's husband would die, or maybe she inherited land but she wasn't married or whatever. Yeah. They'd call her a witch so they could seize her property. Well, like, so they were like, for women example, should own property. The, the Templars and whatnot. They were like they're knights, right? Knights Templar. They're supposed sure. to be working for the Catholic Church, but they kind of went off and did their own thing. But those guys would get tortured and murdered because heresy. All right. Because they worship Lucifer. You know, it's it's not black and white. You know, the, who's the devil? Who's Satan? They're right. all archetypal. Right. Well, and that's energies. the thing too is if you look and if you look at the like the Gnostic tradition and and saving that information, you can see that Moses has a very similar story. There there are archetypical characters that go through many religions oh, yes. that are super similar. Yeah. You've got Ra, the sun god, with, and then you've got the sun, S-U-N, and sun, S-O-N, of God. Oh, 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 yeah, and then with the... all of the halos around their heads, and they put that into the Roman Catholic, but that actually came from the pagan religions because they were trying to change them over oh, to... Yeah. Yeah. to the uh, Judeo-Christian Roman mm-hmm. Catholic. But so they used the symbols and even that they switched the birthdays around. Jesus wasn't born around Christmas. Oh, and Christmas. the symbols. The symbols are all way pre-Christian. Exactly. You know? Like the cross and all of that. Where, and the, but the halos around people's heads. Well, the halos, the, they say, are, it's like your aura. Right. You know, your 
electromagnetic field that surrounds your body. Each one of our organs has an, a little electro, uh, electronic p electric pulse. Sure. So we do have an energy field. We're all vibrations. Some yeah. people can interpret it with color, but they say those halo things. Right. And Mary with her whole halo around her whole body, that's... Uh, the more um, pure you get with your thoughts, like no negative drama, the more your your light just shines. No negative drama. And not everybody can see it. Some people say they can see auras. Some people like, can't. Right. Yeah, it's like, whatever. Right, right. It's, well, it's what you... The thing is, I think that it's... And it, I, I, like, I like what the Bible says sometimes because it sort of distills it. Like you said, negative energy. So like gossiping. This is the thing that I think tears us down so much yeah. and yet it's some people it's the only way they can communicate with other people is that rather than connecting one to one with a person yeah. they pick this outside source and they connect to that outside source yeah the us rather and them than thing. right rather than us connect as a straight line we connect on a triangle yeah. to this other outside entity yeah. and it's but it's a negative but yet we fall into it. You build up your self-worth by pushing down someone else's right. value, and it sucks. But it's still like it's a yeah. form of connection because gossip doesn't work unless two people are discussing yeah. negative things about, about another person. Yeah. And then right, see, but that's like getting your thrill, getting your feel-goods from the wrong place. Right. Right, and we're full. A society is full of that, unfortunately. And, but it's like, why can't we just acknowledge that that is a feeling, and that exists, rather than say, now you know, lying is evil, or this is that, or it's like gossip. Well, because like, look at the the Ten Commandments. Is gossip in there? Don't gossip. No, but it says, you know, don't covet your neighbor's wife, or yeah, don't. Yeah, those like basic rules. Right. Of how we should behave. Exactly, and and that and. And do we, I guess we do need, we need these bigger stories to connect to. I guess, like, isn't it possible for us just to connect with one another and I, I like, think through stories? I think it kind of boils down to, we have our fight, flight, freeze, like survival, like animals without consciousness, where we're reacting to take care of ourselves so we don't die. Right. And then you throw a consciousness in there so you can kind of uh, predict what might happen, even though it it's not actually happening. So you start to project things onto circumstances that aren't really there. Sure. And uh, we have to learn that we're not going to die all the it's time. It's the drama. It's, it's the drama. Yeah, we we can, react to the drama, but the drama's like... We can be in a state where we constantly are afraid of death. Where we're yeah. like, ah, the drama, the death, ah. But that when they talk about the ascension, uh -huh. in my mind, the ascension is like our pre-wired fight-or-flight response is not necessary these days so it's learning not to react to it all the time ah, and ah. gossiping all of those things are a form of self-protection or making yourself feel good unfortunately at the other person's expense right. but the more you learn that it's you're totally responsible for your own shit and heaven is when you're feeling good and hell's when you feel bad and and adjust accordingly the less likely you're going to take your drama out on somebody else right. it's very simplified because kids get born into this world with a fucked up set of circumstances. Yeah. So we're getting generation after generation of like people that don't think well because they didn't learn to think well. Right. It's a family curse, you know? Critical so when people thinking, go to yeah. therapy 
and deal with their neuroses or whatever, yeah. they're bra- basically breaking their family curse because it's handed down generation after generation. Right. Like, why do I feel that way? Well, because when I was a kid, that's that's what was ingrained in me. Sure. And I totally forgot about it. But now, at your age, you know, it's like, why do I feel guilty all the time? Ha, huh, Didi says, smoke a joint, get quiet, and think about the first time you ever felt like that. And yeah. I guarantee you... You'll start to remember something that you totally forgot. Absolutely, yeah. I, I need to. I need to do some more of that searching. Or not, or just run on that guilt and shame. Right, right I know it feels so good. Well, no, I mean, and it's. I have. I mean, it's. It's one of those. It's the. It's the family curse. It's funny because my my mother always wanted to have this really great relationship with me because she didn't have a great relationship with her mother. Yeah. But then, and everything was great up to a point when I started living my life for myself, and then that disappointed her. And now we don't talk anymore because it, I'm just too big of a disappointment. But then I'm like, that brings up the stuff from when I was little because I never felt good enough because you're, I constantly felt dis- like a disappointment. You're a disappointment because she set some standard for you that you didn't achieve. But I did achieve it. I just uh, left it because it made me because I was suicidal. It made me really unhappy because uh, I she was can't come married. To terms with that? No, I was married and I had ah! I had the I had the Lexus and the house and the dogs and the job and all that stuff, right? And I was suicidal I mean I was literally yeah. working my job driving my Lexus Planning to work how you were going to take yourself out huh? well I was and it got to the point where I was like what if my husband would just die that would be so much better and then I and then I thought instead of thinking that <laughs> well then I thought wow then I actually kind of like had a come to Jesus talk with myself where I said that's not a thought that a married person should have I should not be married if I'm imagining my husband being dead and that making my life infinitely better, step one yeah. is leave my husband. And that was where it all started because I left the house, I left the Lexus, I left Aww. the job, I left all of the monetary trappings that I had worked for that made my parents proud. I went to college, I got the degree, I found the husband, I followed him, I lived this extravagant lifestyle. How long ago was this? Um, About 10 years ago. I Whoa. moved here in 2007, so it was that was when the, all this stuff fell apart. I was living this bourgeois dream. And in 2007, I was literally in in February of 2007, I was suicidal. And I Mm. thought to myself, how can I make this better? So the first thing I did was quit my job. And then I quit my husband. And then I moved to San Francisco. So I quit my, I quit it all. How are you feeling now? I'm great. I'm infinitely happier. And (laughs) he's actually remarried, has two kids. And he's so happy because he always wanted kids. And I kind of realized I'm not going to have kids with this man. If I'm imagining him dead, I should not have children with this person. And so I made a personal choice that went against my entire family. And that Mm. has kind of, there's a, there's a thing there for them where they're yeah. like, oh, Crazy Pam jumped off the ledge and lives in San Francisco now with her crazy, wacky people. And part of you believes it, Crazy Pam. And part of, it, part of me believes in, in that I, even though I, so that's the constant battle I have is that I feel like my life is awesome, but I constantly feel like society deems me as not good enough because I don't make enough money and what am I doing here? And I'm not yeah. famous and I'm not like, what, what, who cares about free really speech? Really sitting with why that matters to you because clearly right. it still does matter it's, to you. Even though we live in San Francisco, we're in the Mission District. Yeah. We go to our local watering holes and right. everybody's kind of the same as us. Right. But it's like a little club. Right, my wonderful creative friends. Once you go out friends. in the real world, yeah. It's, yeah. there's the Google people. And, right. You know, and that look, and then I feel the judgment from them, and I shouldn't, and that's the buried stuff from my parents, is that I, because ah. I used to feel the judgment, and therefore I acted the way they wanted me to yeah. act, and it made me viciously unhappy. Yeah. And now that I make myself happy, 
somehow I'm responsible for them being viciously unhappy. And so then I feel guilt over that. And, yeah. and the same thing with, the, I feel guilty because I have friends who are my age from high school that chose to have children that are now, well, they're finally living their lives because their kids are like, you know, Are old they happy? Now. You know? I don't know. It is so hard to tell who's happy and who's not. It is so difficult to tell what real happiness is. Yeah. Like, how often do you see real happiness? I've been working hard to see it in myself regularly, yeah. and I associate myself with groups of people that know their personal happiness and right. work towards it. That's why I divorced a lot of friends the last couple of years because they don't know what happiness is and they're into the gossip thing or finding right. something wrong with somebody all the time. No, we're raised to not be happy. Right. We're what raised. is it? So when you you choose to be happy, you're being selfish. Right. Oh, you disappointed right, me. Right, right, right. First of all, why do I care what you think about me? Yes. Because we're social creatures because and we, we you know, want. the family, you know, your your mom and your dad raise you so they can brag about you. It's what? a validation thing. Like we need, and that's, yeah. it's this external, and that's, I think the main crux of my whole internal issues is this rampant need for external validation. That if, yeah. and that's why Facebook is so ugly because it's this place, it's this cyber place where we're constantly seeking positive I wrote something funny. Like me. Like it. There's a picture. Like it. Like it. Tell me I'm pretty. Like me. Like yeah, it. Yeah. Right? But then the, uh, the, the parallel side to that is uh, stepping outside of yourself and watching yourself. And why am I doing that? Why am I Like doing noticing that? instead of just automatically responding to Facebook and then feeling sad because you didn't get as many likes as you right. thought you should. Right. Oh, I needed more likes. Oh, <laughs> it's, what are we trying to accomplish there? Right. Yeah, the feeling of being liked, but... It's so like um, dissected away from the whole, the whole, the wholeness of who right. we are and what we do. Yeah, it's immediate gratification over really superficial stuff. Right. We, the America's raising a generation of narcissists. You know. Absolutely. Um, parents don't have enough time. Whatever they ignore the kid, they give them presents. You know, the kid turns into like it's all about me because no one else is making me all about it. So I'm all about me. Right. I, as a therapist, I'm studying this generation of narcissists and borderline types that are coming oh, out yeah. of the way they were raised, and it's, it's special not little snowflakes. It's because they're taught special little they're snowflakes. They're yeah. special little snowflake, and they're perfect and wonderful. And that's yeah. hard because I mean, I was I was raised. Although my parents, I think my parents raised me pretty. I mean, I was raised really wealthy and on the outside everything was really really yeah. great and yeah, yeah. and I did I was I'm, thank God I was taught to be a critical thinker I went to a really good school I've, mm -hmm. I've gotten the education and all this kind of stuff but we aren't this narcissism thing uh, the we're teaching our kids that an effort is good enough or that mediocrity is special and so then all of a sudden when they get out like when I got out into the real world and I'm like oh, wow every <laughs> effort I make isn't going to be lauded by my peers or by society or by yeah. it's like oh my god am i mediocre whoa because when you're taught that like you know my parents constantly oh you're so beautiful you're so we're so you know you were so proud of you all the blah blah, blah 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 and it's like but i didn't really excel that much it's just yeah. it's champ being a ch we champion mediocrity at this point yeah, especially in our kids. Right, we champion. We put the to the detriment. bumper sticker. Absolutely, it's it's detrimental to them because when they get out in the real world and they don't have someone who's all about them, right? The reality hits them in the face, and they'll either uh, this is where the narcissist just becomes really angry and big and 
and and won't listen to anybody sure. tell them that they're less than perfect because th- that they can't hear that it would destroy them. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that they're uh, it's it's very it's a very scary thing. But it's it's yeah. when we champion mediocrity. And a lot of people will I, I, I like there's certain opportunities where I get the opportunity to be honest like I have joke workshop on Monday where people come in and they do their jokes and I tell them honestly because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna laugh at your joke and tell you it's good if it's not because that's not gonna help you grow as a comedian well you won't develop or, your intuition as to what's funny and right. what's not funny yeah. and how are people reacting if you're not getting the truth right you're supposed to be able to kind of be able to intuit what's going to be funny based on people's reactions, sure. right? So if people aren't giving you an honest reaction, you have no point of reference. Oh, your voice is great as a singer, right? Off key. Right, right. So you're like out there, wow, Ooh, Ooh. I sound awful, but no one will tell me what's right. going on. Yeah. How come I'm not getting invited back? Right. Well, and it's participation trophies don't happen as an adult. Uh, Nobody yeah. like, no one says, I'm so glad that you participated today. It's like, you either your yeah. effort either worked or it didn't yeah and so when we we've raised this entire as you said generation, generation of narcissists. narcissists that they think that every effort is great and it's like it was kind of a first draft yeah <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah you don't think you yeah. can do better oh i'm perfect but, but these are the things that are creating dysfunctionality yeah. between people in in social groups and I don't know what's going to happen. What's, what's real? But that's why I <laughs> focus on helping people develop their psychic abilities, their intuition, so they can see themselves for who they really are. Wow. And find out what it is they should be doing with themselves based on what, how they feel. Right. Does that feel good or feel bad? You want to do something that's going to make you feel bad all the time and you, you can't throw your 100% yourself into it because you hate it. Right. You know, you had everything you thought you ever wanted. You were suicidal. Yeah, it was. And people would, and I would be at work before I quit. And, and uh, I worked at Ethan Allen and I would just be like, so sad. And people would be like, what is, what people would be saying to me there is, what is wrong with you? You have everything. You're married. You have a house. You have three cars and there's only two of you. You have Two cats, two dogs, a spa. You're 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 overlooking so Tecolote Canyon. What was it that kept you from being happy? I hated my job. I was a corporate cog in a wheel of consumerism. There was no point working in Ethan Allen. It was like a big dollhouse, and it was fun, but there was no, there, there was nothing. It didn't do anything for the world. It was just a, you know, just vapid consumerism. It was so that people can feel better about their neighbors because their their furniture so looks nice. So the company that you work for had no social give back. It was right. like working for a big dollhouse. Exactly. Yeah. It was just, it was, so that was, there, so there was, I wasn't getting anything out of that. Like my soul was not being fed by yeah. my so job. what about the hubby? And either, and there as well, like he worked nights and weekends because he was an emergency veterinarian. We weren't spending any time together, so I wasn't happy there. Um, I had a really great friend and we would go out drinking all the time and that's just kind of how I covered it all up. But then, because I wasn't getting physical or emotional validation from my marriage and before I had been in theater, so I got a lot of gay dude, like I got a lot of positive attention from a non-sexual source. Yes. But then I started going out with my good friend to regular bars and all of a sudden I was 32 years old and guys thought I was pretty and I was like... What? And yeah. so then I was like, this marriage has to end. I'm not getting what I need from that. And I'm not getting what I need from my job. And then I was like, well, what am I giving? I'm not giving anything to anyone. Like, I'm just this consuming jerk face. But a lot of people just kind of enjoy the smokescreen of that and, and just 
go on into perpetuity right. where how come some of us are like, I can't do this anymore, where right. other people can just suck it up and go on and on forever. Well, and it's it, the money is what makes it. That was the hardest thing when I was trying to leave my husband is that I would think about, can I live without his money? Can I live without this lifestyle? Mm. Can I can I live without? I mean, we every week going out to dinner and throwing 150 bucks, like not even blinking at yeah. wine and dinner. And can I can I deal with that, or can I deal with, you know, going to Costco or not going to Costco anymore? You know, like <gasps> oh my god, not going to I can't afford a Costco membership. What's my life gonna be like? It was it was that kind. Of, I honestly sat and then I thought and I sat down and I'm like, is this really? coming down to goods and stuff and things as opposed to like my psyche and my like life force. I mean, it, yeah. and, and is my life force stuff? And that's what it sort of had become is that I was this vapid consumer, which I think so many Americans are. That, and the company that you worked for basically represented vapid consumerism exactly. in the form of pretty furniture. Pretty furniture, yeah. that house where you entertain people that you don't even really know on right. the social status thing. Exactly. So superficial. So superficial and weird. And I just, that but whole you were, lifestyle. But you were filling the squares. You were playing right. by the rules. I was playing by the rules. And so that's where... I mean, and that's something I've been grappling with over the last 10 years since I moved to San Francisco and I, you know, got my advanced degrees and did my thing as like, and I am very happy, but I've never been more poor. I mean, I made more money when I was in high school than I do now, which is yeah. weird. Um, but I'm super happy. So is that, isn't that good enough? But then again, I've now I've, you know, destroyed or not destroyed, but yes, my, my relationship with my parents is pretty destroyed, but I don't think it's repairable because I'm never going to be able to be that person that makes them happy. Pam, that's what happened with my mother and I. I was, she was so disappointed by me with all these decisions I made. It was irreparable because every time I go around her, she guilt trip me, and I have boundaries. I'm like, the next time you guilt trip me like that, I'm not coming back. Right. Oh, you're my daughter. You wouldn't do that, and she guilt tripped me, and that was it. That was it. You know, but my father, on the other hand, he was a bohemian. Yeah. He's the one who introduced me to this lifestyle in the Mission District. You nice. know, so. You know, moved me into a warehouse when I was uh, 15 years old. So your parents, pleasing your parents, irreparable relationship. The, ooh, you're bad because you don't talk to your mom. Oh, you know. Right. How do you know what's right for you and and not be affected by other people's opinions? Because other people's opinions can be so painful. Yeah. Pointy and and stabbing. Yeah. And then, yeah, just moving it and making their opinions not be important. It's like, I have to choose the right people to accept their influence. Like if you're being influenced by a person and you allow that to happen, even your parents, it should be something positive as opposed to a taboo thing, you know, is to reject your parents because you're not, you don't appreciate their views of you. You know, it's just sort of society's not set up like that, but it would be nice if more people could do that. Yeah. You know, that intergenerational. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Oh, you're doing something different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to please everybody. What's the... Please what's yourself. What's the... If you were to give, like, a kernel of advice to a person who's thinking about, you know, looking into themselves and, and maybe stripping away some of those layers that we, 
you know, we hide behind like, mm-hmm. I can dress up like this as a person or I can put my makeup on or I can present this to the world. Like you're going to start stripping those layers away. What's sort of the first step in like the, 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 the trip to self-discovery? Emotional awareness. Emotional awareness. Noticing how you're feeling. Checking in. Checking in with yourself. How am I feeling right now? Right. Good or bad? And starting that simply, this, uh, good or bad, or it, yeah. and then you can identify emotions later on that you... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can get... But noticing how you're feeling and then figuring out what's causing you to feel that way. Yeah. We've, a, we've got a package. I bet it's for Journey Roberts. Is it for Journey Roberts? Uh, yeah, perfect. Oh, you're, uh, you're psychic, it, you're psychic. You can psychic. put, put it on here. the thing there because it feels or heavy. And do I need to sign something? Oh, okay, I'm cool. All right. Have a good one. It's for Journey Roberts. Have a great day. Uh, Journey always has her things. She's an amazing human being. She lives on a bus here in the mission. And, uh, You're kind enough to let her receive packages? Here. Absolutely. It's a team effort. Yeah. Sure. Well, and she, her bus is, she's living, the, I respect her so much because she's like, rent? Fuck rent. And she lives on this bus and she's a comedian and um, she's trying to get her it has everything she needs composting toilet and a shower and the whole deal but she's trying to make one of those special engines that makes it run off Biodiesel. Biodiesel. Because it's a diesel one right now. Oh, so they got to do like the little adaptation. Right. Adapter kit to make it run off of, ooh, biodiesel. Yeah, so cool. that she can you travel around. The, be in here? I know. I, who knows? <laughs> it's Amazon Prime. Woo. It's too heavy to be delivered by a drone. It is heavy. What are the scariest things that you think are going to happen in the future? Are you afraid of drones? Are you, are there, or you just don't think about fear because that First doesn't, of isn't all, a helpful. Let me state for the record, I really don't claim afraid as one of my responses to things. Good. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I can't live in fear. I don't live in fear. My first response is to punch somebody in the face rather than run away. Right. Drones, I'm uh, annoyed by drones mm-hmm. uh, when people aren't respectful of other people's personal space. But the ability for them to spy on your private life. Oof. You know, when I was younger, I used to worry about things that I did that could get me in trouble sure but nowadays you know pot's legal i mean the biggest crime i ever committed was you know having pot as part of my life ever since i can remember right nowadays i i'm not bothered by it because i'm not doing anything if i was 20 something and a member of an underground like movement then i might be worried but i'm i'm not doing anything these days to get myself in like spying trouble like oh my god they can read your internet your email i mean Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. There's a lot of things I'm just not tripping off of. Right. Because I'm going to be 60 this year. Wow. I'm bringing my life more into a, a smaller container. Sure. And that's why I'm going to be spending more time in Arizona. Right. And Mexico and doing the um, hallucinogenic trips with people. Right. Oh, what drone you're gonna watch me like cooking up some San Pedro cactus and and report me to the feds and then right. you're gonna break my door down I mean I just am not doing anything that's super duper illegal right. these days I, I love that you say you don't you don't respond with fear like it, it's true we can react with whatever emotions we choose we I, have all these emotions in our people arsenal people get so manipulated by fear and guilt look at you right. you know you yeah. were struggling with that thing about how your mom you know felt about your parents and they're making you feel guilty but you're doing what you're doing anyway fear on the other hand I live in a community of 90 people and some members are intimidating other members Ooh. and the members that are being intimidated are being controlled by fear. They're angry. They're frustrated. They feel helpless. 
and they don't know their their rights. Huh. It's like, what are you afraid of? Yeah. So when you, you know, are you afraid? Well, first of all, I want to find out exactly what it is. And then I'll decide how it makes me feel. But fear is not going to be one of them. Right. Uh, concern or, or, well, do I need to do something about that? You know, how do I prioritize that? Yeah, it's funny. Are you afraid? Um, no, actually, I'm not afraid of a I love, I love whole that, though. heck of a lot. I'm trying, and as I'm growing as a human being, I'm trying to learn that I have control over my reaction. I used to play this game mm-hmm. where with myself where I'd be like, that's just the way I am. I can't control it. Like there's just, that's just the way I am. Yeah. I, I fly off the handle and I freak out and I get angry and I yeah. do whatever I do. And that's just who I am. And now I'm like, oh, what a cop out. Like I can control my reaction to things. Well, fear, I'm a big girl. Fear is such a knee jerk reaction to some things, but you can control your reaction. It's like, right. why did, what's that making me afraid of? What's going to happen to me? What's the worst case scenario? So that's like how you unravel people's anxiety. Mm-hmm. They have like this knee jerk fear reaction to something. It's like, hold on. What is it you're afraid of? What's the worst thing that could happen? Right. Tell me. Yes, 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 yes. Down. Yes. Okay. How likely is that to happen? Right. Ooh. What's the more likely thing that would happen? Maybe you don't need to be afraid. And that's how you unravel those right. fear reactions. But fear reaction, people are so easily manipulated. Like the sociopathic types, the psychopathic sure. types, those are the ones that will take our innate reactions and manipulate people like a puppet, right. you know, because they have no sense of empathy, like how the, how that's making that other person feel. So when you're the type that gets triggered, right, you are not in control of yourself. Other people can control you. I, and I've been that way. Like um, my older brother used to just poke, poke, poke. He'd do this thing in the car where he'd go, "Shut up, Pam." And I'd be like, I didn't say anything. And he'd be like, shut up, Pam. And then I'd get really heated. I didn't, I didn't say anything. And then I'd get in trouble with my parents. He yeah. started it, I started it. And yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. you're the one freaking out. But if you take that as an analogy mm-hmm. of lots of things that are going on that we react to, you know, the political stuff, Facebook sure. and whatever, they, that, that thing comes up and you react to it. Right, right. It comes up again, you react to it. And it's like, you didn't invite that into your world and you're reacting to something and it's taking your time and attention away from something that requires a clear sure. head, right. clear thinking. Yeah. I don't have so time that, to fight evil. I only have time for good. Emotional awareness. What's the one thing? Right. Fear. And then if we stick with it, it's like that, it's like that cognitive behavioral therapy thing yeah. where if you recognize the fear and you sit with it and you go, okay, I'm a nine and I'm feeling this way. Uh-huh. And then you ask yourself in 30 seconds, what am I feeling now? Oh, wait, because I acknowledged it. Now I'm at a seven. That's how tapping Maybe works. Maybe I'm at a six Have now. you ever heard of tapping? Yeah, emotional when, you, freedom? when you, yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, great. You're tapping on the meridian lines or is it that you're tapping, which is distracting and you're saying the thing that terrifies you the most over and over and over right. until you take the charge out of it. Sure. And then you go back around and you kind of change the story a little bit. And that's cognitive behavioral therapy with a little Yeah, with a little, with a little you know? touch. I like analyzing how these things work. Like, yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, sure. Cool. Well, because yeah. we are these, we are machines yeah. and we do, we're like emotional machines and we, we are, react and there's abs- ways to... Our emotions are telling us how the environment is in relationship to your basic who you are. Sure. Feeling good, more of that. Feeling bad, stop it. Fear, oh, I'm gonna die. Right. That's what your emotions are for. 
they're just giving you feedback on something that doesn't have a personality or an opinion. Right. So the emotion puts a, a charge on some like that chair. Right. You know that chair's fine, but if I fell out of it last week because I sat in it wrong, I'd I'd be remembering that. Right. Every day, day you know? chair. It's just a poor little chair with kind of worn around the edges, but it's had a lot of butt action. I can tell. <laughs> Lots of butts. I bet some famous butts have sat in it's that chair. It's actually. Um, Let it me came... see if I can do some psychometry. It, it came from the no effects um the band no effects they were in their studio and it was this chair and a bunch of other chairs but all the other chairs broke already so that's the only one we have left over yeah but yeah. famous butts were in that chair did you are those your tarot cards will you would you be willing to do a reading in that sure what time is it uh it is it is three, three o'clock. o'clock so this was when we were supposed to kind of but it's fine we have we have till four but we don't have to or if you're tired of talking but if we could do one i would just oh, i would love I, to well let me move this Amazon is it really phone. heavy? It feels heavy. Oh, it's heavy, but not that. Okay. I wonder if she's, she must be getting books or something. I'll Ooh. tell her. So, here's the, I'll do a, the one I do like for uh, psychic fairs and stuff like oh, cool. that. It's the 10 card Oh, that's spread. a big long one, yeah. The Celtic cross. Well, it's a long one, but it's, uh, what it does is it'll uh, give us a pattern of what's going cool. on in, in one's life. Yeah, I used to do... Um, yeah, like three cards, you really right. drill into each card, but ten cards is kind of... Right. I don't have to think that hard. I, just I, I, used, to, I used to do what I'd call... Uh, I'd do three different readings because I always did them kind of quick and dirty at parties or whatever, but exactly. I called it, I'd call it a, a one-hit wonder, which was a one answer. It was like a yes or a no. Um a problem solution two cards like this is a problem here's the solution yeah. or a past present future oh totally on the cards because it's because it was easy and it was quick and i wouldn't have to be there all the time and some people will be like oh yeah one hit wonder and it's easy too when they put their intentions in the card and then you come out with a yes or no and you can kind of it, it usually just definitively sort of tells you but i'll have them think about their question while they're shuffling and then i say you know stop and they cut the cards blah blah, blah. and then i ask them would your question best be answered by a one, two, or three reading and tell them what they are? Because then that helps me focus the reading on kind of what they're looking for. Because if they say problem solution, obviously I know there's a problem. You know, so. Yes, yes. And you know, it's it's just getting into that rapport with that person. Right. And um, let's see, what do I have? I have like a little list thing here. Yeah, you just kind of uh, join uh, mindsets with this person that's sitting with you and I really think that because we are kind of transpersonal beings we do go beyond our own little our own little aura our transpersonal well yeah because we can't live in a vacuum I mean could you ever live by yourself could you ever see yourself like a monk or like a like a hermit you're, I'm the same. I, I need. I kind of need other people around. But I need other people. But I also do the hermit thing sometimes. I get. Mm. I, I like to think. See, I go into the trance state that I tell everybody else about. Right. Like hypnagogic kind of, blissed out thinking. Like you're, almost asleep, but you're aware, and it's just like, it's the dream in there, and in the right frame of mind, I can be that way for 10, 12 hours and just wow. get so much information, writing insight into problems because I do pro- I run projects and things like that or maybe there's some interpersonal thing going on that I've been asked to uh, intervene and I'll just trance out and and be in the zone for hours wow. and hours but that's the zone I go into when I do um, energy healing or uh, tarot work absolutely I'm kind of going into the zone now cool there's this cool little prayer I have where did it go this cool little prayer that I use 
it's a Alistair Crowley thing. What basically oh, right on. just asks the uh, the genius of the cards to influence my mind to give uh, good information to the the sitter. Where the hell Sweet. did I put it? I don't have clearly. I don't have that little. Uh, that little. It was a good uh, little synopsis of the prayer. Is it an invocation or an evocation? Because I'm like inviting the genius of the tarot cards um, into me. I guess that's an invocation. Damn it! What did I do with that thing? Anyway, it's really cool. I don't know where it is, so I won't let that hang me up. There's my crystals. Oh, crystals! And my crystal. I got like black tourmaline to. Um, uh, um, neutralize any negative energy and then i've just got a nice big crystal which amplifies anything that's going on you know blah, awesome blah, blah, blah. all right so we're going to do a 10 card spread here Sweet. for what we, what's our intention um what's our intention well i mean i've been i've been existential the past couple days about sort of like my purpose here at mutiny and in comedy in that you know what am i like What's the end game here? And am I, am I okay with that end game? Is it like being here? It's sort of like, I like. do I want to have a Netflix special? Yes. Is that ever going to happen? Probably not. But how do I make this life that I'm living make it good enough that that's enough? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, am, I am a San Francisco comedian. People know who I am. Is yes, that good enough? Is, is there another enough? direction that I'm going or, you know, that just, you know, is it, uh, it's yeah, just it's like, that whole future thing. Are you questioning yourself because you're not measuring up to your parents' expectations? Or are you questioning yourself because, like, financially this sucks and I live in San Francisco and I'm, you know, it's, I'm tired of struggling all the time. Well, and it's, it's one of those things where I'm 30, 42 years old and this is sort of like, this is the time that people... I guess, earn money for the rest of their lives. You know, it's like that time where you're at the height of your money-making prowess or whatever that you're and supposed you to be taking care of. you beyond the ability, beyond uh, being a completely able-bodied. Right. And that's, uh, yes, it's a something to consider. Sure. Yeah. Well. Um, so it's like, is, this, is the sacrifice worth it? Like whatever I'm doing or not doing, I don't know. I just I want to see what kind of happens. But it's more like, it's more like per personal and and I won't even, can I even call it a career? I, it's almost like I'm living a hobby. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like I feel that sometimes. Like so I'm living I think a what hobby. we're going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the little 10 card thing because I don't cool. want to get too deep into making the, uh, uh, a value for each of the three cards or, or let's yeah. see, what's this, what's this one I have over here? I found this spread called the way out spread. The spread is perfect for situations that leave you feel stagnated, roadblocked, or thwarted in your quest for progress and momentum. That How does might that one be sound? It, yeah. Sometimes the frustrations that interrupt our flow are always invitations calling out for our attention. As one of my favorite teachers said, uh, truth lies closer to the earth, down in the mud where creation begins again, down where everyone finds the deep imagination within their own soul. Valuable treasures hide in the depths, but we must say yes to the descent into the depth before finding the answers and solutions we seek. This spread will help you find your way out by diving in and using what you discover to set yourself free. Woohoo! Okay. Um, so this is a reading that rewards prolonged contemplation. 
Uh, don't try it when you're attempting to rush your way through a solution. Spend time uh, turning these messages over in your mind, giving yourself plenty of room to consider the questions they provoke. This is recorded, right? Is yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you don't have to record this reading because you're already, you're already recording it. Right. it. There we go. The okay, so the cards are the matter at hand, mm -hmm. what's blocking you, the hidden jewel, shifts in the awareness, and the way out. Ooh, cool, seven oh, cards. Seven cards. Sweet. All right. So. And seven's my favorite number, so that's Woo! that's a good, that's a fortuitous. Seven's a favorite it's number. A harbinger good. of why good. Is, why is seven your favorite number? Um, seven, seventeen, twenty-seven. Those are like just good numbers for me. Um, and I don't know. Seven is. I've just always had good luck and with sevens and I okay well I like to sign up seven for when I'm doing stand-up comedy if it's an open mic yes, I yes yes okay. usually sign up seventh okay so now we're gonna uh, now this is the little trick is to both of us no more chatting on random uh issues that are unrelated uh, this spread is giving Pam some insight into um where she might feel stagnated um or where you're just not feeling you're you're moving forward like you should be so the first card that you're going to pick is going to represent the matter at hand. However you want to pick it, the matter at hand. Okay, matter, matter at hand. Pick the card matter. that is going to represent the this matter, is the at, matter hand. at hand. And I like to do them face down okay. first. Okay. Matter at hand. The second card is what's blocking you. What is standing what in your way? What is blocking second me? second card is what's blocking you. What's standing in your way? Okay. That's what's blocking right. me. Yeah, standing in my way. The third card is the hidden jewel. Um, something that you're not aware of about the situation something that you're not aware of about the situation right, hidden jewel hidden jewel what you're not aware of about the situation um the matter at hand the block the hidden jewel shift in awareness the way out oh i'm missing two okay well that's fine <laughs> shift in awareness uh, um, is that where shift we are in awareness shift in awareness Here's my shift in awareness shift in awareness okay and uh the way out i think this one is the way out the way out so this is a five card spread cool which is my favorite yeah, all right everybody go. wins all right so the first card is the matter at hand matter at hand <gasps> on hold. the hanged man seriously okay wow so this is how i read the cards wow this is a karma card it's one of the major arcana and the hangman comes up when you're just kind of on hold. Yeah. So the matter at hand is that you're feeling like you are on hold. And because it's a karma card, it's something that is permeating all of your life right now. It's not like a little daily detail like the the two of cups or something. You know, right. It's like that could change any minute. Sure. This is going on in your life right now. You just kind of feel like you're on hold. I mean, it's not a big deal. You look pretty comfortable hanging upside down there, you know, but... <laughs> But you're on hold. That's right. the matter at hand. Uh, uh, the other thing, I've always read The Hanged Man as that s because it's in a, in a position of not control that someone else can potentially, you're giving the control to someone else. So the choice, you feel like the choice is out of your hands, that it belongs to someone else. And that's like, and that's my thing as a Libra is I, I usually have two choices and I let someone else decide because I can't really figure it out myself. So it's but then almost those choices, like the choice you're giving your destiny to somebody right. else to make that Absolutely. choice. Absolutely. And I it, it's safe it feels safer that way because then I don't have any responsibility over the decisions. And then you can blame someone else. Right. Can just and then point I can and then I can say, Well, it wasn't me. Yeah, it was I listened to that person or that that choice was made for me, therefore I absolved myself of responsibility. So so the problem 
I would say is that I am unable to make choices for myself surrounding this kind of thing that I, I'm, I let other people or I put what it's like that whole opinion thing it's, it's what they're thinking mm-hmm. and that's what I put above yeah. what and I'm also thinking. I read the hangman like a lot of these cards will have a horizon line there'll be mountains there'll be waves there'll be storms there'll be blue sky there's nothing in the background oh. so when I read get the hangman it's like you're on hold right vacuum but there's nothing responsible for it except you right right because it you might feel like you're not in control of your situation but it's just because you're like in a in a vacuum yeah. you're like not there's nothing around to get reference from so you can choose your way forward because the reference uh, is inside yourself it's your sure. intuition it's settling into your intuition you know he's got his halo right he's his thinking cap is on he's thinking so it, but it's also inactivity it's hanging it's inactivity so it's, but it's yeah it's it's pause. inactivity but not necessarily negative inactivity it's right. just like you don't have any way to figure out the next step that you should do so you're sure. just kind of on hold but it's going on right now for a while you've been this in this phase for a while yeah i read the cards kind of intuitively i'll start looking at the signs i is it a karma card or is it a, a court card which is like the personality or the flavor of the situation and the little numbered cards are just kind of like a daily detail you sure. know, when it, whatever suit it is whatever number it is it just kind of gives you little details of what's going on but the hanged man is like karmically this is the phase of a life the phase of the life you're in phase of your life that you're in but it's not due to external fa- factors like i'm getting ready to lose my place or i sure. had a health problem it's you're on hold because there's you're 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 intuitively meditating on something and it's not it's nothing can happen right now you're just on hold yeah. is that is it number 10 what is it what number is that it's in the group number 12 number 12 okay which is the 13th card gotcha. so um the matter at hand so the block here's what's standing in your way success Oh, what is that? The <laughs> that is the six, six of, of wands. Six right? of wands, right? So the it's an air wands, card. You've got a guy yeah. on a horse with his wand with a victory wreath around it. You've got people standing around you, like thinking that you're wonderful. <laughs> wands is passion, your okay. drive, your will. Six is like you're on track. You know, one, two, three, four, five. Everything falls apart. Six, you're back on track. Sure. Seven, you kind of want to reflect. Eight, you're getting there. Nine, almost done. Ten. Mastery, right. Mastery, right. So six is like you're in your second cycle. Like you had your life the first time. It didn't work for you. Now what's blocking you is that you need to stop being on hold right. and get on track with your next uh, vocation or what it is that lights you up. and. Yeah, it's you, passion, though. You're saying that it's a card of passion and it's, it's a card of forward passion. movement it's and passion. It's a card of success uh, in your passion. Okay. And people are recognizing that you are successful, but that is what's blocking you. Huh. So maybe you are not able to see yourself as others see you 
because you're stuck seeing yourself as your parents are seeing you. Huh, yeah. When you live in a community of people who think you're a fucking badass, me. Huh, it's, it's, right, I don't, I, don't, I don't often feel successful. So having a card of success and saying that that's what's blocking me is funny because it's, I, it, it's something I just don't even see. Well, you were talking about earlier, what is success? Right. What well, is what success? is success? Is success I mean, yeah. when you do what your parents think you should and you were miserable to the point of suicide? Right. Or is success living kind of hand to mouth, having this amazing radio station, which fulfills, you know, social obligation, political stuff. You give people a voice. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Here it's I successful. am telling you what right, you do right. is cool, and you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I think this is a very <laughs> telling card. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's a number card. Sure. So just as we're talking about this, this can change. Right. This being on hold thing is in your life for a while right now. Right, so right. So what's blocking you? Um, the matter at hand is you're just kind of on hold, waiting for a message from somewhere. But I think the message comes from in here. Right. You know, that's what I'm... Well, I'm, I mean, I'm seeking a message of... It's just funny. I'm seeking a message of success, but I'm not... For some reason, I'm not success that I think has to come from within. From within, you. right? And right now, I try to seek it externally, and that's and not that's happening. What's blocking you, and therefore. But right. also, uh, where are you seeking it externally from? Because again, in our community here, right, you're not perceived as someone who does not have their shit together. Right, <laughs> that's nice to hear. Uh, yeah, I don't know because in my relationship, it. I'm very supported by my partner. He's yes. amazing, and and he thinks I'm very funny and thinks and appreciates what I'm doing so it, it is it's like where whose opinion am I seeking and right. what's going to be the person that where I'm going to go oh I'm successful and 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 that person probably should be me thank you you just <laughs> where that, I that's decide, what I'm seeing here right, that's what where I'm I, seeing I, here. I go oh look okay. I, 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 so the hidden jewel the thing that you're not aware of is the nine of pentacles huh that's money right well, Pentacles it's, are usually it's money. Physical, material, right. success, abundance. Right. The woman has everything she could possibly want. She's got a falcon perched on her arm. You know, anything she wants in the material world, she has. Wow. And if she doesn't have it, she can get it. Sure. So that is what your hidden jewel is. That as I listen to you talk, Pam, about your education and the things you did in the square world and how miserable they made you, they also gave you a skill set where you sure. could run this radio station, which yeah. to me, this is your hidden gem, is all these things that you threw away because it was like, how could I live like that? Yet you have a skill set. You have college degrees in things. Right, yeah, that's true. That's your hidden gem. Right. Is, so this is a uh, um, job, education, health, home. I'm going to read this as your hidden gem is your wealth of education and experience that you have just not applied to right Mon actual monetizing it but it's there it's, right. it, it could be well, but it just I haven't done from it a little bit that I know you and talking to you many many times in various places is that monetizing has somehow become a dirty word for you because absolutely it was the hollowness of your first success that sure. everyone was happy happy with and you're like ah! right but what can happen and i'm going therapist on you here what can happen is that you equate monetary stuff with no good so you right. shoot yourself in the foot it's like great you proved your point look at the radio station case in point right. bam so you proved yourself so why not take all the skill set you used while you work in an Ethan Allen right. and apply it to this, you know? Sure. 
And again, this is just a little detail card. It's not like a karma card or a personality card. But right. I see that the hidden gem is uh, it's a, the, the hidden truth underlying the stagnation or frustration. It might be that you're placing a negative connotation on being successful monetarily. Sure, sure. That's what I think. Uh, and I absolutely do because I call myself a communist all the time and a socialist and a Marxist. And I, I don't believe... I like don't believe in money. I wish we didn't have to have money at all. I wish we yeah. could just but now trade on goods and services. But now you're in your life where you're not going to have bigger ways to make money. You're going to maybe less physically and all that. I'm gonna sneeze here in a minute. Bless you. Oh, well, Before it happens. Bless you. So when you're at a time where you're at right now, why not take this great, like, radical, revolutionary concept and all the people that you facilitate getting their word out and find a way to monetize it yeah. a little bit without yeah. selling out. Without selling out, but yeah. But you're so deeply ingrained in anything that's monetized is sure. selling out. And you're like, right. well, I've never been this broke in my life before. Right. And I've never been this happy. Right. So that's so. the thing. Is So that's the thing is that success. Yeah. Success in our society means money. Money is success. And because I've already been like, that has nothing to do with me. Right. Now I find it difficult to yeah. have financial success because I feel uh -huh. like. Have you ever thought about that before? No, I haven't. Okay, I haven't. So, okay yeah. so that's a little gem yeah. for you to Absolutely. think about. Yeah. And by the way, I don't do uh, reversals in these kind of stuff. Yeah, stores. cool. I think this is really telling. Yeah. This is really telling. And I didn't realize how educated you were in all of that. So, um, in all the various things that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. It's And m money's not a bad thing. No. I have to remember that because I've demonized money. I've, I've well, in my head, I've it said. It has deserved to be demonized, right. but now that you know. Right. Why can't you use it the way you want to use it's true. it and help other people and help yourself? And yeah. I All right. eat better food. The shift in awareness. Um, the shift in perspective needed to break through what's blocking you. Oh. Pentacles again. Huh. I read this card. Two of pentacles. It's like a little guy. With uh, see the ocean in the background. Uh huh. Uh -huh. See this yeah. is like um, the hangman. Right. There's no background. There's at no all. background, right? Uh, Rider weight cards here. Um, ship going up and down on the waves in the background. Sure. And the guy has two discs. And there's right, and there's like the infinity, the infinity between. Side. Right, right, right. So the um, shift in awareness is that you can balance. You can balance what you love to do and financials sure and there's going to be some up and down it's going to be some up and down as you go between i got to do this because it's the right thing to do i need to make some money it's going to give you up and down until you find a way to incorporate both right. uh, happiness and sense of purpose in and financial gain because the more you're um, comfortable financially the more you can serve people because sure. you're not worried about your stuff so you're balancing you know career and um, and financial. Well, and it's that whole I, and it's a constant fight I have. That's between, the waves up and down. It's like this up and down and up and down. Well, and it's to make money as mm -hmm. an artist. Like that would be that would be like I guess the ultimate success that I. It, but then again, yeah. that's. But the thing is that Arto said that you can't create art unless you're hungry, literally and figuratively. So then I be, get to the thing where, well, do I have to be poor to be an artist? No, I don't actually. I can be. Arto was crazy too. Right. You know? I mean, <laughs> he said a lot of good things, but you take them to your own heart. Sure. 
uh, yeah, uh, that up and down being an artist, but to actually like make a living at your art is right. not all that it's cracked up to be. Could you imagine if you tried to monetize this place? Or what if you took your skill set parallel to this, grant writing or whatever, right. you know this, you know how to make money, work for Ethan Allen, but what if you had a side thing that you did huh. that was like an a, a artisan rather than an artist, you know? Right, right, you right, right. You took your right, skill right. set, it was like the they have the um, eightfold path of right thinking, right concentration, right job, right living. So working for Ethan Allen was not a good job for you. Right. You hated yourself for it. Doing this is great. Right. Well, what if you found something that was giving back to society, but because you have such a um, developed skill set, it'll get you paid? Have you right. thought about I know. Well, I used to teach, but teaching that really isn't any money in teaching either. Yeah, you got to find something else that's... Uh, right. Where I feel fulfilled. Yeah. Yet, I don't... I mean, because... I just can't, I can't make money in an empty way, you know? No, and no, no. You can't make money in an empty way. You're, 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 it's, won't, your I won't do won't it. Allow right, you. it won't allow me to do it. it so I've got to find something that involves, that, that but it's, it's making this place, I, I, there's got to be a way to do it. Okay, what's the last one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, and the last one, the way out. The oh, the way out. Here it is. Here's the answer. is, the Empress. Oh, wow. Another major arcana card. You are abundant. <laughs> major arcana card. The way out is to just relax into how you're feeling and where you're at and right. not worry about it so much. This, I am the queen of the forest. Am I good? Am I not good? Well, <laughs> when you worry, that's what you attract. Sure. When you don't like yourself, you attract that. So... She's comfortable. She has everything that she needs. Uh, there's crops growing. There's a beautiful forest in the background. So the way out is to take a look around you at all the resources that you already have. Right. You have. The way out is how you are already. It's just looking at yourself a little bit differently. Sure. I, I really, and Empress and the Nine of Pentacles, all these yeah, women strong in, women in the strong women looking successful like women. The top of their game. Right, exactly. Confidence. And the and the background is the same on both two. Look, they're both like on this yellow sky. The sun is going down, and they're feeling you know, it's yeah. feminine power and energy. Yeah. It's good stuff. But birds. on a more of an intuitive note, it seems to me that this whole negative thing you've put on monetizing is keeping you from making something you you made this place right why can't you take that same drive to make something that's going to generate income right. that'll help people it doesn't have to be this necessary sure sure parallel thing yeah the pot stuff Ugh, if i could make that i mean what a that would you know what a dream if i could just but i, I mean who has the money to invest in a you know a pot bakery right now right like that would be the thing is like some sort of yeah. You know, un, like You're renting a go fund. Yeah, the, all, all that the stuff. Packaging and all of that stuff. All that stuff. A friend of mine just started being a, like a broker for people, like uh -huh. cottage industry pot right. bakers. Yeah. And she was telling me about these women that had rented a commercial bakery in Oakland at a senior citizen's home. Rad. And then somebody got jealous and called the uh, you know health department and it no way they That's passed awful. and it wasn't a problem yeah. but it made him realize that 
renting a commercial kitchen left them vulnerable. Yeah. So now they're so they scraped all their money together and they're building a commercial kitchen in their in their home. Wow. In uh, where do they live in Santa Rosa? Sure. In San Francisco. But yeah, they're and they got the machines to do the packaging. They got like these the, the grilled peanut butter and jelly cookies. Right. It's like like a little box and it's all got this fanciness about sure it. sure but uh, that's an investment in the machine right exactly i know yeah. and i mean i make i make great pot pasta nobody else makes it it's like totally original and oh, it's so strong yeah i make my pasta from scratch but i make it you know i use oh. flour and eggs and yeah. pot butter pot oil yeah. and then i make really tasty pasta and it's mm. very 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 strong have you ever figured out how much money would make you comfortable each year or each Oh, jeez. Well, that's amazing. It's hard for me to even conceptualize because I've been living, I make $12,000 a year right now. So, um, it, it, I mean, it would be, even if I, if I made $50,000 a year, I would have so much money, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like, and that's even before taxes because after taxes, that'd be like 36000 I can't even imagine what I would do with that much money. And I understand that the median in San Francisco is $105,000 right now, and which is insane to me because I can't even, if I can't imagine what I'd do with 50000 before taxes, I can't even imagine. What, and there are people making $250,000 and I'm just, I can't even conceptualize that kind of money. I can't. I wouldn't know what to do with it. But what, what do you want to do with your money? You know, it's like, why do you right. want to make more money? Because you're getting older and you'd like to put away something. Right. I'd like to have some safety in the future, but I'd also like to, I'd like to travel and I haven't traveled in a really long time. Uh, I haven't gone anywhere and I, I really enjoy that. Well, the, you, you traveled by moving to, here, but that was 10 years ago. Right. So exactly. So. Well, and I, you know, I've been, I've been some places around the world but I just I love traveling so much and although I have the freedom here in San Francisco to kind of do what I like I can't really leave for a long extended period of time yeah because this is here and who else is going to deal with it and that kind of stuff but you know if I had more money the only thing I can imagine with more money is that I'd I'd eat better food I'd eat more food not that my, my, my challenge would be to take all of these things that you have done that have helped you make money in the past and Find some creative way to right. take your level of education right. that puts you above other people as far as competitive. Right. I just and and I if I was to enter a real job field again, I don't have any idea what I would do. I I know I I haven't worked at I haven't had someone else be my employer in that fashion since Ethan Allen, which I quit in two thousand seven. I mean, would so you want to go work for years. a radio station like? But, you know, any listener-sponsored yeah. radio station. I mean, do you have the skills? To- yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could work for KQED or, I mean, something like that. I yeah. applied once for, there was a position, there's a radio station at, at a high school that's local, and I applied for a position, and they contacted me back, and then I sent them some sound bites, and then they never got back to me. So I was like, oh, I guess they didn't like my sound bites. <laughs> I think that Mutiny Radio, because it's podcast radio, we're a little less professional than, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I real. can't give you the answer, but right. it seems No, this to was me, great. This was really, really, thank you so much. This was very, very helpful. Skills, I appreciate your you time. You just haven't looked at them. Yeah, right. You, have, you just haven't looked at them the way that Ooh, I'm constant- gives you uh, a complete liberty to use it any way you want. Right. I really think that being stuck on money bad, um, the thing that's blocking you right. is this card of abundance. Yeah. Your womanly abundance, your ability to generate bank if you choose right, to. Right, if I... 
Yeah. So, oh, I just want to. I just I want just the fairy want... agent. I want the fairy agent to swoop down and do it for me. Like I just want. If that, I think that's the problem. Is that I, I, I've been raised in the American dream where if you're good enough and you're talented enough, someone will find you and they'll make you famous. And that's not necessarily true. Yeah. But boy, I just I'd love it if this external someone said, "Wow, you're really good at this," and I can help you make money at it. And then How I'd be do you like, get in oh! someone like that's face. Well, and that's the thing is, radar. and I've tried, I've in the past, I tried to, um, I looked for an agent cause I've, I've written a bunch of novels and, um, only two have been published, but I was looking and I've never had an agent, but I was like, Oh, you know, I should look for an agent. But then the thing I've been told is that an agent finds you. Like you don't actually go out. If you're if you need an agent, you'll find one. Like they'll come to you. So as why do you to. think your stuff didn't get published? I mean, did it not? Wasn't the right market? Wasn't the right publishing? Company? I don't know. Um, so I went through really small. My first book got picked up by a really small publishing company, um, and that was great. But I mean, I only made like fifty cents a book off them. And then the second book, I actually self-published, and so I could make more money. Because <laughs> instead of then, I would make six fifty a book instead of fifty cents a book. But how do you market that? Right. Well, I just went to sold them at comedy shows and was like, "Hey, buy my book." Um, yeah, like your cookies. Hey, right. Buy my cookies. Exactly. Just like <laughs> buy my cookies. Buy my, buy, buy my book. Buy my cookies. Um, but I have all these other novels that are written, and I just, I mean, I, once I became a comedian, I was like, "Ugh, writing, whatever." I was like, I was always thinking, "Oh, when I get famous, whatever agent's gonna well, swoop down, it's gonna okay, be stoked." Back, back to this card again. You know, right. you've got a lot of resources, material right. resources that you just haven't looked at. Yeah, maybe right I should way. publish those. I mean, I should publish maybe, those books. Know. You know, put them on Kindle and try to make I'm, some. I'm just a big mirror. Yeah, yeah. put them on. You know, if you know how to do that, and it doesn't cost that much. No, it doesn't cost anything. Kindle's the way to do it because you got no. Out right, right, right. I, I have that book's for sale on Kindle Voices for only 99 cents. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, it's one of those things. I just don't even, I don't even push it anymore. I've, I haven't put on Facebook in the longest time. Like, have you read my novel that was published? It's, you can oh, get it on, for 99 Social cents on Kindle. Is so much work. It is. It's, it's terrible stuff. It's exhausting. Yeah, I have my little, uh, my little, I have like a shamanic journey circle. And yeah. A, spiritual and intuitive energy healing circle and it's like you get it got to get on the meetup and you got to get on the facebook right you gotta tell all your friends and i hate promoting myself i know me too do it. it's so tough and then once you feel like you've already promoted to your friends and maybe they've taken advantage of it and come to something then you feel like well maybe next year Am you know I you get them once now? and then yeah. yeah because then i feel like i'm constantly bugging everybody like come to the show come to the show boom, yeah boom. yeah well if you don't promote yourself who will but it's just right. that I know. And then it's that narcissist thing. Like, is it really important? Do people really care? And I, and the only person that can make decide that is me. I have to say, yeah. well, what I'm doing has meaning and yeah. value, etc. Yay! Yeah. Publishing your own books, golly. Yeah. But what are your skill? What did you go to school for? I have a master's in fiction and an MFA in poetry from SFSU. I have a teaching credential from Davis. And I have an undergraduate degree in theater, a BA in theater with lit writing and dance as minors. And so that's did, like my educational background. And what was your job description at Ethan Allen? I was a visual merchandiser. So um, I had the 18,000 square foot store and I did all the space planning. I Like I'd you know, scale draw every room and then I'd put up, when paintings would sell, I'd replace them. I did all the ordering. I did all the... 
um, inventory, that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I'm just like, how do you put the two of those I things know. together? Well, it's because I was I was doing theater. Basically, I was a set designer, and I got a yeah. job at Ethan Allen because I was like, it's a glorified set designer job, basically. And so my did it pay theater, more than being a set designer for yes. the ballet or something? Yes. See, that's definitely. like you want to do art, right? Or do you want to do something that pays? Right. You know? Exactly. Ugh. And then and then I had that that issue with coming down with that so then moving back to more you know art based trying to express myself but then it's like one of those things like what's wrong with me that I constantly feel the need to express myself like shouldn't I I mean is there is, is that all humans feel that way or is that just specific to me what's wrong with you it's like take the wrong part off and say why do I feel the need to express myself constantly when you get to the bottom of why you do it like what is the first time I felt like I needed to express myself? What was I doing? Who was I with? How did it make me feel when I expressed myself? Because right. you're, you know, it's a cause and effect. You want to feel a certain way, and a circumstance will make you want to feel that way. And then, how do you feel that way? You know, sure. By expressing yourself, is there another way you can feel good that uh, is wouldn't require you verbally expressing yourself? Right. But that's who you are. Like when we were watching the ball game the other day. Oh my God, the game was so much better because you were in a cheerleader outfit <laughs> and you were expressing yourself and everyone knew how the game was doing. They didn't even have to watch the screen because Pam was letting everybody know how it was going. I love the Warriors. That was a great game. Yeah, it was, a great, it was a great game. It was well, good that game last night too. They won by like 30 Why points. did you have to put your cheerleader outfit on and scream and yell like that all Right, the time? well, because it was game. I mean, it was... I didn't feel the need that. to do it. Other people didn't. Right, feel the that's need to true. Do it. That's true. I'm just giving you a like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you express yourself? Well, and that's I. Lo- I love to wear my cheerleading outfits. That's another thing. Any opportunity I have to wear a cheerleading sweater, I'm all for it because I feel like I'm actually. Those are from high school, and they were very expensive, and I got my parents' money worth <laughs> on those things because I wear those cheerleading outfits all but the time. But the cheerleading is like the mouthpiece right. for the the group you know it's like okay the glee club the cheerleader you're leading right. the cheer sure you're expressing you're, you're expressing the 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 feeling of the group right we're certainly expressing how we felt <laughs> and that game was so close and who's to say your enthusiasm didn't doesn't roll it over right nudge it over the edge that Stephen curry can hear me just staring at it like yeah that. i know and that's the thing is that that's focused intention and it actually works and yet we we poo poo it so much, you know, like oh you oh, hippie yeah, that- weirdo, and it's like, come on, we all just did like a group incantation there for the war. We so were that's all what I'm kind of feeding energy. You to do for yourself, right, is to take your amazing ability to focus your your energy and other people's energy, like with the radio show, right. You have a gift. Thank Why you. Why do I need to express myself all the time? That's, just, <laughs> that's the the why would be like. What what happened when you were younger that made you realize that expressing yourself is an innate part of who you are and causes you to do it all the time? Right. And what would happen if you didn't express yourself? And yeah, oh, I don't know, that'd be scary. Yeah, I don't think that that's possible. Well, thank you so much. I've you're welcome. Held so much of your time today. Oh no worries, and, and I, I appreciate out of here for two it so much. Tomorrow, oh, that's so like you know. Keep in contact with us on the on the. Facebooks and the, give us updates on oh, how yes. everything is going oh, yes. in Sedona with God. your practice and your life and your yeah. people and the oh it's exciting and and- yes I'm a member of a metaphysical co-op that 
leases the Masonic Temple wow. in downtown Prescott. Wow. Four stories high. We've got the whole building, and we're working on buying it. So cool. It's got a storefront. I mean, it's got secret ritual rooms. Oh, Ooh. neat. Neat. Yes, and I have the keys. Yay! You have to come and visit me in Prescott sometime. Yeah. I'm, I mean... I mean, well, Sedona's cool, but Prescott is just... Do they have a comedy club in Prescott? I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me know. Oh, that would be a good reason to Because I would... Yeah, I would definitely... You would be there immediately if there was a comedy club. Yeah, well, and I, that's how I... Well, that's how I've been... Had the opportunity to travel recently, is that rather than, like, having, quote-unquote, vacation, right. I, I book shows for myself everywhere so that no, I feel like I'm still, you know... Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. Comedy. Well, thank you so much, Didi. You're amazing. This has been incredible. Have thank a wonderful time in Prescott. Me. And when I and come back, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come on the show. And oh tell my you god! How it was. And thank you so much for the reading. I, really great tool for <laughs> introspection today. I feel like re-energized and focused Good. on I'm how I can how I can actually get out of this stagnation and move forward because I I, I recognize that that's happening. So yeah, that's, that's important. You're the best guest ever. Uh, all right. Fair. Hey, until the, next one till the next time, this has been Some Call Me Tim here on Mutiny Radio. So everybody, feel get in touch with yourselves and think about your lives. Come on. Critical thought. It's important. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with special guest Katie Shewelds-Bakeman is our, is our guest next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye-bye. <laughs> into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Funny?
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also six. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. 
rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> D fap acid fapping fapping it acid acid fapping fapping it acid fap 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 acid thank you 
I miss you so very much It hurts me, baby I just gotta I gotta have my baby back Can't sleep Can't eat Because I've lost my sweet baby sweet I just gotta I just gotta I gotta have my baby back Alone in a tavern People all around Laughing and dancing Ain't no town Jukebox playing songs about you Songs with memories making me blue Oh baby, come on home Without my baby I just can't go on I just gotta, I just gotta Gotta have my baby back